Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, Ask questions and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now... Taz and Paula. Well, good morning, everyone. Our guest, James Gilliland, owns ECD, a ranch on Hood River in the state of Washington, where there are frequent sightings of plasma ships, light anomalies, and morphines, and military activities. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Well, Paula, James is always on the cutting edge, as we know, and I can hardly wait to get this interview rolling. James frequently appears on several radio programs, including Coast to Coast AM, Jeff Wren's Sightings, and The Laura Lee Show. He has been a speaker at many events and has appeared on a wide variety of TV shows, such as the History Channel's uh, UFOs, then and now, as well as ABC and Fox News. And in addition, his articles and UFO reports have been featured in such magazines as Magical Blend and UFO Magazine, as well as several high-profile alternative websites. Paula, could you please tell us briefly about some of the highlights we'll be touching upon uh, with James today? Yes, James. Um, James is saying that Mother Earth is groaning big time. And I've been hearing about this myself from uh, all different directions. He'll also be sharing how how reference points taints our views and add fear to messages on high. For instance, our local news. And he just returned from Mexico and has much to share with us about that. James, welcome. We can hardly wait to hear about your travels and adventures and what you have to say. Oh, great to be on the show again. <laughs> what about this, um, our Mother Earth groaning? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure you have those up on your website, but uh, it's amazing. This is happening around the world, and it's very eerie. And the first time I became aware of it was in uh, this Tibetan spirit cave. And I was sent some information about that, and, and they, they asked me, what is this? What it, and they've never heard it before. And they use that cave a lot of times for meditation and ceremony. And all of a sudden they started hearing these loud, uh, uh, it's, it almost sounds like a loud groan with followed by, uh, I can't even explain it, uh, something from space or something that, you know, it, it kind of echoes like, like you're in a submarine or something like that. Some really strange uh, uh, vibrations and sounds were coming from this cave. And then it es- escalated, and it started happening over in Russia. It started happening, you know, all around the world. And now, uh, recently, they're picking it up uh, just globally, you know, in all kinds of different places. And people are hearing it, you know, everywhere from Florida to, uh, uh, I-, I think, uh, was it Portugal? Like, all these different places, uh you know, Russia, the Czech Republic there is having all kinds of, of crazy groaning, really loud. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I can go on and on at all the different places, but I sent a link and people can look and listen to the, the sounds that the earth is making. And one interesting thing is that a lot of people are saying that's the uh, underground uh, bases being created. Uh, supposedly most of the major underground bases were taken out by uh, some Andromedans that came in and said, okay, you, know, you guys aren't going to destroy the planet and go under and hang out there and wait for 
and come back up, you know, after everything's done, you're going to have to join, you know, the people of which you have been terrorizing and, and uh, yeah, you know, poisoning. Fair. Yeah, poisoning with the chemtrails and all the other crazy harp technologies that are going on. You know, you're going to have to deal with that, you know, one-on-one with the very people you're doing it to. So I thought that was interesting. But, you know, that doesn't make sense because that is usually like a hum, uh, a low hum is what people hear when, when those tunnelers, those um, they're like nuclear-powered uh, tunnelers that, that create these tunnels. And, you know, there's a lot of you if you, uh, you know, go on the net, you can actually type in, you know, uh, nuclear-powered uh, tunnel tunnel machines or tunnel diggers or whatever, and you can see all kinds of pictures of them with the Air Force logo on them. But, uh, you know, and then other people are saying it's HARP, and uh, that could be a possibility, but um, usually you don't really hear HARP when it's doing its thing. It's, it's actually uh, pulsing on a very, very low frequency. Unless you have a uh, like a shortwave radio, you can hear when it's, when it's going on, it's like a woodpecker, you know. Uh, the uh, the Russians actually call it woodpecker, you know that their their version of it. So it doesn't sound like harp. Now the one thing that that I feel that I got a real strong hit on is in these ancient Sumerian texts. And my brother talked to me about it. He said that in the last days the earth was groaning, and it was getting so loud that they couldn't stand it. And and they pretty much hopped on their the Anunnaki hopped on their ships and took off basically. So uh, when you read these ancient Sumerian texts and it talks about these times that we're going into, and you look at the Mayan calendar, the you know the Aztec calendar, the Egyptian calendar, everything is pointing towards a major shift happening, you know, during this time. And uh, and, and that's my gut feeling is that it's the Earth itself. Uh, groaning, you know, as it's adjusting to these new energies and adjusting to the the pulls of uh, the galactic core or the huge magnetic wave. Some people call it the noodle. You know, the Japanese princess calls it, you know, the noodle. <laughs> uh, but it's this huge magnetic wave that we're we're, you know, getting closer to and going to be moving through. I was kind of wondering whether it was a simultaneous thing, you know, that it was happening simultaneously all over in these areas at the same time. It's kind of hard to find out if that if that really is the case because of the, you know, the the YouTubes and people are mm-hmm. take, taking them at different times. But I wonder if it's a simultaneous thing all over the earth. Well, it seems to be all happening in the second week of January, and uh, which is. Uh, that's what they all say. So it is, you know, probably I would say it is probably close to simultaneous or within two or three days. It could be like a wave going through too. Yeah, yeah, a major wave. Uh, you know, there, there's so many different possibilities. I know that the higher beings can can actually generate that kind of energy and and create. Um, shifts, you know, in consciousness and energy and work with the grids and things like that. But I think this is something much bigger. So do you hear it at the ranch? You know, I we hear um, all kinds of things. We hear these low pulsing noises that are the, the motherships. You can hear some of these huge motherships, and they sound like a cat purring in space. I actually have the, the uh, soundtrack for that. Uh, from a ship that was actually hovering over Portland State University. And we hear those a lot, and then we hear the high-pitched ringing, and uh, it's like a it's like a ring upon a ring upon a ring, like a multi, multi-wave, like oscillating. It's really interesting. And those are usually the Palladian ships when they're, they're around. So a lot of times people will be walking, all of a sudden they get this loud, high-pitched ringing in their ears. And and a lot of times that's communication. It's it's subconscious communication, you know, going straight into your subconscious. Hmm. Now you you just mentioned uh, a mothership in Portland. Did other people see it? I mean, how many people saw it? Well, it was on the news actually. Oh, uh, I, I thought that was interesting because it was on the news. Some other people saw it and filmed it, and we have some footage of the ship and 
and it's actually pulsing right along with the sound. So, so the, the light pulse on the ship is matching the sound that we have coming uh-huh. from the ship. It's interesting that we're just <laughs> we California is actually very close to Oregon, right? Uh-huh. You know, next door neighbor, and we don't even hear about it. Yeah, we're right. Uh, actually, we're in Washington State. We're right on the border of Oregon. And but I mean, uh, when our, the other sh- ship was in Oregon, I mean in Portland. Yeah, you know, it was on the local news, and then what happens here is they kill it. I mean, I've been on on uh, Coin Six, which is the local channel here. It's like uh, I think it's ABC. I'm not sure, but and and uh, Fox News has come out and done things here. Uh, you know, ABC. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, you know, History Channel's been out here. Um, I was just in the movie Thrive. But uh, unfortunately, I w- went down and did two days of interview uh, with them for the movie Thrive. And and, uh, and basically, they just kind of narrated over me and had me holding this torsion bubble. You know, but... Uh, uh, and, you know, what, what's kind of sad about that is everybody... I was walking down the beach in Mexico... And all these people are coming up to me. Go, are you James Gill? Yeah, I saw you in Thrive. I saw you in Thrive. And uh, uh, you know, all I'm doing basically is holding this torsion field, this bubble, <laughs> you know, with a little narration going over me. So I don't know. I, I that that kind of saddened me a little bit that uh, they really didn't get the message out. You know that uh, you know Foster told me that that was who uh, who was the main narrator there. He said, you know, this was the most powerful, succinct message that we've had, you know, out of all the people we've interviewed, but it's it's kind of on file. I hope they do a Thrive too and then put that in there. Uh or or make it available on the website would be great. But uh Yeah, like I mean, outtake. Yeah, cuz I'm getting messages like just slam with messages saying, "Hey, um where's your story?" You know, they they were, you know, you didn't even get to talk about what's going down and and uh I thought that was interesting, but but you know, sometimes you just don't have control over those things. Yeah, it would be great if they could do some out outtakes of, and then yeah, send them an email. You know, send them an yeah, email and say, hey, <laughs> how about putting James's website up on your site and and some outtakes or something? You know, but uh, yeah, be great. Well, you know, yesterday I was so lucky to be able to make a connection with you, and uh, you were just coming back from Mexico, uh-huh. and um, you said a, a lot of. Uh, interesting things took place, and so oh, yeah. here are some of those things. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the first, the first uh, three days I was there, I, you know, I got the uh, some crazy stuff went on because they did some really thick chemtrailing there. By and and uh, right when I got there, there was some major chemtrailing, and the whole town started getting sick. And then on top of that, I I you know ate one of those infamous tacos where the where the you know the greens weren't washed right or whatever and uh so i got the double whammy and was down for about three days i mean just uh, i don't even go into details because it's not a pretty picture but what happens when you go through that you know all of a sudden you start having these visions you know especially when you're fasting for three or four days and um and so a lot of things happened one i had this vision of these bulls two just massive bulls massive horns um coming running down the beach just like kicking everybody off the beach and and people weren't the ones that weren't paying attention really got hammered you know and some people were paying attention and they got out of the way um and it was quite interesting and i know in ancient times you know the horns always represented a very high degree of spirituality and an extreme power some a lot of power uh you know they had all pictures of even Moses with horns on him, you know, in the past, and, and all all of the uh, ancient pharaohs and, and uh, you know, the Hathors and everybody always had, like, a, a horned headdress, and it ties into that, and so that vision there was showing me pretty clearly that, um, that something big, you know, a very big event is coming, and we need to pay attention to it, and if you're not paying attention, uh, you might be caught unaware, you know, and, and have an experience that might not be beneficial. The the other thing is I got I, I got some really clear guidance from the Pleiadians. I was meditating and they came in and I said, Well what you know, 
they've been talking very cryptic. And, and I was talking with Jerry Wills. I had him on my radio show. And uh, he was talking to him, and he, and he said, you know, they're being very cryptic. And it was interesting. We're both getting the same thing. And he's had, you know, same as I have, he's had physical face-to-face contacts and, and things. And they're very careful about not interfering with free will and our destiny here and our evolution. So, But they do want to help, and they are helping at the same time. But I said, you know what they told me? It's going to be like a snake shedding its skin. And it got real quiet, you know, <laughs> like a little dead space on air. And he goes, he goes, that's exactly what they told me. He said they, they used the exact same words. And they're completely different contexts, different people, different beings, but they are Palladians, supposedly. So so uh, uh, I think that's quite interesting, you know, what's, what's coming. But uh, those are the two major things. And then I did a talk down there and showed people, you know, all the photographs of the feline beings that are appearing here. We have 14-foot-tall feline beings coming in. Uh, We've had Kazekiel appear here, which is one of my main teachers and guide, and Kuan Yin and Mary, and and actually getting photographs of them actually appearing over groups. Uh, you know, we were doing the self mastery classes, and a uh, a monk from Japan actually was here, and he took the photographs and and just amazing pictures. But uh, uh, it's it's getting really interesting. This the way everything's unfolding right now. Uh, it just seems all the veils are coming down. The, the people that have been doing their spiritual homework are, are really getting clear and starting to see all kinds of, of beings and apparitions and having contacts. And also, too, as I showed you in that Cypress footage uh, I sent, sent to you, that just amazing sightings are happening around the world. Uh, oh, and to top it off here, this is, what, this is one of the grand finales there is that while I was in Mexico, motherships were sighted over uh, Tijuana, over Mexico City, over Guadalajara. Uh, You know, amazing sightings, and they're all over YouTube. And right after the talk, uh, they had um, a little birthday party for a really good friend of mine, Gary, who is really adept at the Mayan calendar and, and what's going on and all the planetary alignments and everything. And so we were down there talking at the beach, and um, I turned around and I went back up to the house where I was staying, and while they were on the beach, two, uh, there was two different people, two different groups saw this beautiful blue-green ship come in and flew underneath the clouds and flew right down in front of them and powered up, lit the whole sky up, and then turned and went up and out. So, mm. so, so right there in Sayulita, the same night I gave the talk, there was a, a beautiful sighting, you know, by the people that were there at the talk. Oh wow! Wow! How do you, do you believe that um, because of the group of people that were there, uh, because of maybe your energy or whatever, is invited the ships in? Yeah, exactly. What happens is the same thing happens when people come to the ranch. They're not really aware of what's going on, and, and when they learn who they are and, and about the ships, and then the ships appear to them, uh, they leave the ranch, and all of a sudden they just start seeing ships everywhere. And and so once the opening is made and the information is there, and I have, I have two theories about that. One, I know I'm getting a lot of assistance, and they're doing like dazzle duty and, and letting people know this is real. Uh, but also, too, you know, it's, it's a proven fact that we do see with our brain. And and our brain chooses out of billions of bits of information what is going to be our reality. And so maybe by making this a possibility or telling people this reality is going on, it just may open the door for people to actually have that experience. Uh, Now, uh, visitors that come to your ranch, um, like a skeptic, could they stop the visit? I mean, has that ever happened because of their skepticism? They they will sometimes you get some people with a really bad attitude out there. Uh, usually the group consciousness overwhelms that, and uh, and then they have to deal with their attitude. And the ships still do come in. Uh, the as far as the the one on one interaction and the telepathic interaction, and there's always a spiritual connection to this when people see the ships. Uh, that can get diminished by people with bad attitudes and. Uh, because they they kind of infect 
a group. I hate to say it, but you know they'll they'll make some really rude statements or say, oh, that's just a satellite. You know, this is all nonsense and everything. And then they get people kind of riled up. And when you're riled up and and in that state of consciousness, it's harder to to stay focused and and maintain you know the group consciousness necessary to really have a a, a really nice exchange. So if somebody wanted to visit your ranch. Um, do you wait till you have a group together that come in at once, or can somebody just come in by themselves? Yeah, right now nobody's getting in because we just got the weather. buried. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, I walked outside and I opened the door, and it's almost way steep right now in snow, and that all happened last night. Uh, yeah, I heard that on the so, news. Yeah, I can't even. I can't plow it. It's it. There's too much. My tractor can't. It just can't get through it. So. We're calling out for somebody to come in and help us. We have we know some people with some really big equipment that can come in and and open up the driveway. But uh, yeah, it's quite a dump, and I I think we might be buried probably till I would say, you know, first of May or end of April. We'll probably be opening up again. Yeah. But people just hear- call, you know, call and come up if you want to, or you can get on the newsletter. You know, if you go to eSETI.org, you can get on the newsletter, and we'll let you know when we're going to be doing workshops and classes and things of that nature. Well, I, you know, you were lucky to get in last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's it's quite a mess. Most of my cars here all have uh, four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, so I can usually get in, but uh, it's now, after last night, uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, I can probably blast through it with my truck, but uh, put it in four-wheel drive and just <laughs> for it, you know. Uh, but I, I uh, have a feeling. I have a feeling we're going to have a late winter. Yeah, I do too. That's what I think is going on. And you know, I, I don't know if people have been watching the news, but uh, I think uh, Russia got something like 18 feet in in a day or a day and a half or something. And oh uh, Nome, Alaska, is just totally buried. They they have no fuel. They can't get in and out. Uh, they're actually the Coast Guard. I think is is either. I don't know how they're getting fuel into people, but they're somehow the Coast Guard is involved on on just getting fuel, you know, so people can keep their their houses, yeah. you know, heated yeah. and car vehicles I, going. I heard that they had to help a ship go in to get yeah. the fuel. Yeah, and then uh, you know, well, I I just saw a thing on the news where Japan it looked like you know six foot six feet of snow according to one of the pictures I looked at. I don't know if that was a drift or not, but it show these guys digging out this little old lady and she's looking out her window and, and it goes all the way up to the roof. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, we're praying for, uh, in Northern California, we're praying for some snow because all this, the ski uh-huh. runs have no snow. Really? I mean, well, whatever is coming up, it looks like it's going to be hitting you guys harder than us. Well, it's cold here. Yeah, it so might need, just be need, raining more because it's not, it's not a real cold front coming through. Uh, you well, know, we, here we, it's just uh, bordering on, on between 32 and 34, and it goes, it's going back and forth between sleet and snow. So you might you well, might we be were, having we more trouble. We were 29 degrees last night. Wow. It's probably even colder than you. <laughs> yeah, that's strange. <laughs> yeah. But there's been – so the, the clouds are coming in, so hopefully they bring some – Rain or snow? Yeah, well, they they said this severe weather watch was for today and tomorrow, uh, and then it's I think supposed to clear up around Thursday or something like that, or and might turn to rain, which is going to be a real mess if that happens. Well, talking about weather, um, do you see weather changes coming to us? I mean, it's already uh, happening. I mean, severe. yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, we've you know what's funny in the books, uh, uh, reading with stars and becoming gods. Uh, we talked about this all the way back in 1982, and we gave all this information about the increased solar activity, the expanding sun, uh, what was going to happen. There was going to be an increase, a steady increase in earthquake and volcanic activity and severe weather, just crazy erratic weather. And uh, all these things are unfolding uh, right now. It's, it's, it's pretty undeniable. I mean, there's still people in denial. I'm, I'm, you wouldn't believe the emails I get, you know, but... Uh, they go, well, you're creating fear, you know, you're a doom and gloomer. And I said, no, I said, uh, it's not prophecy anymore. It's called statistics. You know, <laughs> look, it's science, you know, it, it's not. Uh, and 
And, you know, it's just a cycle. And if people want to get into fear around it and, and, and want to just think the status quo is going to continue the way it is and, and get angry at anybody that tells them that changes are coming, uh, that's their program. I mean, that's their fear. And uh, I don't fear it. I'm excited about it. Yeah, you never know what's around the corner. <laughs> you know, there's an old saying, gods don't do boring things, you know. So <laughs> so we we all chose these times. We chose to incarnate through these times. And, and um, you know, also in the books it talked about the tyrants and the international banksters and how they were going to uh, continue to evolve to the height of greed and power over others and, and uh and you know it was it was going to get so ugly that uh, they're going to try to just pretty much enslave the entire planet and and uh, and it talks about the beast you know and that is the beast basically but um, in the Lakota prophecies it talks about this too and it just says the beast is two thousand miles wide which means it's going to have its run for two thousand years and the beast is all-consuming, all-enslaving. It just wants to dominate, control, uh, enslave, and consume everything. And they said, in the last days, when you think there's no hope, the beast consumes itself. And and then we have the thousand years of peace, and then we have the reunification with the off-worlders, you know, the greater family of man comes in. And and we are definitely in that process right now. It, it's pretty undeniable. Well, our keeping our thoughts um, pure and, and uh, sending out love is very important right now, isn't it? Oh, definitely, holding the frequency. You know, the way I see it is you, you look at this stuff as an observer, and you just observe it without fear, you know, without any attachment. You have to practice loving detachment and pay attention, and, and people need to make their own uh inner contact with creator, spirit, whatever name you want to give it. You know, people need to make their own personal God connection and listen to that message. And some people are going to get a message, it might be time to move, you know, out of the area you're in, or or it might be time to start maybe storing up some food, or it might be time to uh, start making friends with your neighbors, you know, and networking. So, you know, everybody's going to get a different message, but it's it's so imperative right now that people start, tuning in and uh, and slowing down. We need to slow the mind down because the mind is just going to go crazy during these times. <laughs> I know just the, the first few weeks of 2012 just seems like, it's like really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hard to... You know, if, yeah, if you can't find your center, uh, you know, how are you going to help others? Because people are going to be losing it, and that's the bottom line. It's the frequencies. And the earth is changing. She's chosen to go to the next level. And and that which isn't frequency specific to that is is going to have a really hard time. So so it's very important. Like the practice we teach here, like Yigong and some other practices, a lot of meditation practices are are imperative right now. And they're they're actually called the absence of mind. You get into that no mind space by doing these practices, and you balance out the body and the elements in the body, the the five elements and and uh, uh, these practices are very, very important, you know, a daily meditation practice and also clearing out all the old wounds and traumas and wrong conclusions from past experience is imperative because all of that is going to be amplified and accelerated and, and you know, there's going to be a major acceleration to karma as well. well I'm so glad you talked about Qigong because Qigong is such a powerful way to bring <clears throat> energy into the body and it helps ground you mm-hmm. and uh, it's such a powerful technique and I'm glad to hear that you mentioned that that's really important yeah <laughs> but I we, we practice be- Gong. it's it's y-i-g-o-n-g but qigong as well I have some people that come and teach Gong, but the one that we practice is basically Gong, and it's, it's one of the most ancient practices and it's mm-hmm. very simple it's 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 very simple. The the process is less is more. You know, the the more complicated you get with this stuff, the more mental you get and, and so it's it's a really simple form. So you put it's Y I G O N G, is that what you're saying? Jim? Yes, uh huh. And can people find out how to do that or Yeah, you know, we have we we have actually videos here 
of uh, Jenny Lamb, and she's very well known. She was in all those martial arts movies coming out of China, you know, where they're jumping off of trees and doing all kinds of crazy stuff <laughs> and bamboo. Uh, she's she's uh, uh, was in those movies. She was main one of the main choreographers and and uh, teaching the practices and things. Uh, but uh, she's. She does the the Yigong. She's been at it for quite a while, and she's one of the main teachers. And there's actually a video on our website that you can get. Oh, good. Yeah, that has her doing teaching the base practices. And then we have workshops here on a regular basis that are teaching, you know, Yigong, Neigong, Qigong, several different (laughs) gongs. And then the self-mastery classes, which are more into interdimensional mind and who is who in the universe and teach people how to heal unseen negative influences and things of that nature. Oh, it's very interesting. Now, um, is there anything that we can do on a personal level or individual level um, to help go through this energy shift? I mean, besides being focused and meditate. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, with the politics. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you just yeah, that, that's insane. Detached? You know, the the, the politi- politics going on is totally insane, and and you know that's that's all part of the prophecy. It was to be expected, uh, and and they are showing themselves to what they are, especially with this NDA eighteen sixty seven bill, which now they can arrest you anywhere, anytime, and hold you indefinitely. Uh, you know, with the military, who's not really supposed to be operating within within the, the government, they're not supposed to be. You know, posse comitata has just been thrown out the, the window as, as well as all of your rights. And, uh, you know, what I've seen here, I mean, we're dealing with this here on a local level, on a county level. Uh, they stated very clearly that we have no right to, uh, we have no freedom of speech. We have no freedom to practice our spiritual beliefs. We have no freedom to assembly. You know, the right to assembly is not there. Uh, several other, No right to privacy. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, you give somebody a little bit of power and it goes to their head. But uh, we've been trying to deal with that on a county level. And, uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with some people that just don't have all their oars in the water that, that think, think they have the right to just run over anyone and everyone, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, in the name of being American, you know. So it's kind so of a real dealing with that Yeah, it, it's <laughs> so contrary to that on the ranch. Yeah, it's totally contrary. I mean, they they go, we're American, you know, the kind of real redneck thing. And I go, well, then why don't you follow the Constitution? You know, why don't you, uh, you know, operate, you know, under the the guidelines that you yourself have created, you know? But uh, it's just getting really insane out there. What I know what Kazekiel said. I love what he said. He said, in the last days, all of your institutions are going to be doing exactly opposite of what they were created to do. And and so, you know, you really look at, you know, the, the defense, you know, department is the uh, offense department. You know, everything is opposite. You know, you know the center of disease control is, is really not controlling anything. I mean, they're actually doing the opposite. But uh, with all the injections and, and uh, the stuff in the injections and, and that they're doing worldwide, uh, you know, spreading a lot of problems. But... You know, it goes on and on. If you look into every agency, uh, you know, the Environmental Protection Agency is just basically uh, doing the opposite. You know, they're they're covering up what's being done to the environment. So, so it, it's you know, almost you really look at it: the integrity levels, the honesty, the service that these levels that these people were created to do are are actually operating on the highest levels. You know, exactly opposite, but. The good news is, is on the ground level, the other people are waking up and really coming forward and saying, you know, enough's enough. Uh, uh, you know, that like all of our politicians are there to to protect the Constitution and the people. You know, and and now they've totally trashed it. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> well, you would think that our rights being taken away would be on top of the news or in the debates with the Republicans and mm-hmm. they're having all these debates, you would think that would be one of the main topics. Oh, yeah. I mean, right up front, just say, did you sign this bill? Well, you're guilty of treason. End of story, you know. 
<laughs> you know, so, so much for being president. I think what's interesting, too, is that I know uh, Georgia, Obama can't even run in Georgia because he hasn't established his citizenship. And uh, and that's such a gray area there. It's such a mess. So uh, several other states are following suit, so he may not even be able to run uh, in quite a few states just because of that. Hmm. Then he can... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bring out another card out of his sleeve. <laughs> yeah, he'll just be dictator. He'll just—he already has declared himself dictator. So, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I was watching some debates, and they—they had a lot of good stuff. And it was Michael Moore and and all these other people, and they're talking about how the poor, how the, the middle class is now becoming the poor, and uh, and how the Native Americans and 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 the black people, all these people have been totally oppressed, you know, and all these things, which, which is true. And how we've been, America was built, you know, on, you know, you know, look at the uh, what we did to the Native Americans. I'm part Native American myself, so I can talk about this. <laughs> but, but look at what happened to them. <clears throat> and and we also look at, and then the slaves were, you know, built it, you know, built up America on top of that. And so the history of America is pretty messed up, uh, if you really think about how it came into being. But, uh, you know, there's been tyranny all the way through the, the creation of this country, and it's just hit the uh, apex, I think, of, of tyranny right now. And now these same people have turned on on the uh, the masses, you know. So so it's, it's just a short amount. I think it's, I call them the powers that were, because it's just a short amount of time. They're going to they're gonna rise and fall very quickly here. Yeah, we're going to see it happening sooner than later, right? <laughs> oh yeah, very soon. I I I would see an American, you know, like the Arab Spring, I'm seeing that coming to America. And and well, I know most most of the military is fed up too. I mean, they are just done with with what's happening, so uh it's going to get real interesting. Well, well it was done actually without the consent of the people. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's really uh, uh it's amazing. It, even uh, I, God's God's law is not even upheld in any way. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just well, these a, people a think they are God. You know, that's the problem. These these people actually think they are God. That they are Lord over everyone and everything, and they don't have any higher force. You know, other than their own program. So I think I think what's really funny right now is these ships are appearing everywhere. And there's not a damn thing they can do about it. Uh, and and now these beings who are much more enlightened, much more powerful, much more wise, their technology is beyond our imagination, are appearing here on the earth. Can you imagine what these guys are doing now that, that think they are in control of everything? I mean, I'm, they got to be, be freaking out right now going, oh, crap, you know, who are these guys? <laughs> you know, And are yeah, they going to mess with our program? Plus the... the the religious rulers uh, that kind of knocks the wind out of their selves too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know they're all jockeying for position. I know even Billy Graham said that he calls them God's other angels. You know uh, the Catholic Church now is saying you know that doesn't interfere with their belief at all, having off-world visitors and and uh, and they said that you know they even said they don't need to be baptized because. Uh, uh, they're not part of the original sin that happened here on Earth, <laughs> so so uh, I think that's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, it was amazing when the Pope said that he actually believed that there were UFOs. So I thought, oh. Yeah. And you know what's too? They actually got rid of purgatory too recently. So so I, I guess they have to go back. Like I love what Mihal Ledwith said. He said, "Now what? What do we do now? Do we go go back to hell and give them get out of hell pass free?" Or uh, you know, you know, so that was it. Pretty much kicked him off the the uh, his theolo- theologian society or whatever that was that was an advisor to the Pope at the time. Now, well, for them to stay alive, they almost have to retreat in some yeah. way, you know, yeah. um, and allow people their their um, freedom, their God freedom, and and just mm-hmm. instead of them trying to push. 
put up their rules and regulations because uh, people aren't following it anyhow, basically, probably. Well, yeah, you know, any so. any law, any any of these rules and regulations or supposedly laws that they're passing are automatically uh, uh, kicked out, basically, if they're not aligned with the Constitution. If they're unconstitutional, they're automatically, I'm trying to think, nullified, basically. So so even though they can write down these things on this little piece of paper and put their signatures on it, it, it really, you know, there's God's law, there's uh, universal law, whatever you want to call it, and then there's basically the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. So they can write up all these little bills they want and put their little stamps on them. It, it really isn't going to matter when people wake up to to what's going on and, and that the... Uh, you know, the real law, and, you know, I love what Jesus said. He said, on these two laws lie all the laws and the commandments, and there's love God with all your heart and your neighbors yourself. I mean, that's pretty basic, and if we just operate under those two basic premises, you know, we wouldn't have all these wars and all these other problems going on. Well, what? I, no, I'm just kind of per- looking ahead. If we, <laughs> <laughs> if because I think the, our politicians or our government is thinking there could be a revolution in our own country. I mean, people are going oh, yeah. to get up and say we want our rights back. They know it's coming. But and and they use, they go to uh, military law, or they, mm-hmm. the military comes in. How are they going to get the people in the military to follow orders to? to uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a real problem. I mean, they've got their little puppets in in the military, you know, that they think are going to control things, but. You know, overall, uh, you know, you swear an oath. All of them do. You know, even the police, everybody swear an oath. And, uh, you know, this Oath Keepers movement and all these other things that are going on uh, are pretty clear. You know, a lot of the sheriffs are getting involved, too, which are, they're elected officials. They're the highest power, basically, as far as enforcement. And they're getting together going, wait a second, you know, we aren't going to uh, participate in this program. So, so. You know, it's going to get really interesting. I I think there's a lot of good people, high integrity people, and courageous people in the military and in enforcement that are just going to say, you know, this is this isn't isn't working for me. You know, this is not right. And and uh, and they are going to fulfill their oath and protect the people eventually. Oh yeah, that's that's what I see happening. So there yeah. is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. I. I feel good about it. I mean, I, we are going to be severely challenged, but what I know is that there is a frequency and a force that's pressing hard on the earth, and it's beyond imagination. And there's, there's no man that can stop this. And the earth itself is evolving to the next level. So uh, these guys are not going to be frequency specific to what's happening here. You know, they're not in that flow, and, and there's going to be some very serious consequences to that. You know, and it's it's all done at their own hand. Well, I James, I'd like to take out um a little bit of time and share the wonderful surroundings that you have where you are and to tell people about this mountain retreat that you've created, you know, and what it's like so that when the snow melts, they can come up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it's a 70-acre. Yeah, it's a 70-acre ranch, and it's on a vortex. There's some real high energy here, and people come here and they just have a major expansion. Uh, we have kind of a three-day policy. We let people come up for like three days and and uh, hang out because after three days, you're you, you know usually all blissed out. But the problem with this wonderful energy is it brings up all your issues, you know, and all your other stuff. So uh, we we have a lot of process-oriented uh, therapies here, uh, breath work and, and the transpersonal release sessions and things to help people get through that process. But, you know, sometimes people will refuse to to own, you know, their stuff, you know, and they go into blame or projection mode and things like that. And, and that just, that's part of the process. It's happening globally right now, but it gets accelerated here because of the energy. But we've also had amazing spontaneous healings here where where broken wrists are healed, you know, in a moment. Uh, tumors disappear. All these things happen here quite often uh, just because the veils are so thin here and 
the awakening and healing process is amplified. You know, it's it's accelerated. But uh, it's just a beautiful, pristine area. We're right at the base of Mount Adams. We're looking right up at Mount Adams. Uh, there's a a door that opens occasionally on Mount Adams, this huge light door, and things come in and out of it. <laughs> and uh, we have that on film as well. Wow. And so, so not only are we having masters appear here, uh, we're having, you know, the ultra-dimensionals and the higher-dimensional beings are appearing here on a regular basis. And, and you know, we also have the, you know, the government comes and tries to check it out and chases them around a little bit, and, which is which is their job, you know. <laughs> That's their job. It's a total waste of fuel, but uh, uh, they, they do their thing, and, and uh, which is kind of fun, you know, fun to watch. But, is there a military uh, base nearby? Not really. The, they have a proving grounds where they do some things over in Yakima, which is way on the other side of the mountain over there. Uh, I don't know how active that is. It's like a little training place they go to now and then. Uh, and then you've got McCord, which is way over in, I think it's Tacoma or, or not even Tacoma. I think it's over by Yelm. I'm not sure exactly where McCord is, but that would probably be the closest. They do scramble jets uh, out of uh, uh, PDX, out of Portland. Uh-huh. Uh, they do scramble some military jets that are, that, and we've seen these jets. They're all black. They have no markings on them whatsoever, and... Uh, the uh, you know the documentary. If people go to Map Makers uh, on YouTube, just type in Map Map uh, Map Makers, and uh, they did a documentary on this place. And you can actually see these jets flying treetop level, circling the place. And I think they put the helicopters in there too, as well, the black helicopters. But you know they they have no markings, and they're here on a regular basis. And there's there's uh, you know we zoom way in on them, and they're they're completely unmarked. Are, um, is there a Native um, Americans that that live close by, or well, yeah, we're right on the border almost. Uh, it's you know you could actually walk there, and you're on the Yakima Nation. So uh, the Mount Adams, a good portion of Mount Adams, is part of the Yakima Nation, and they've you know the elders know all about the activity here, and they have an area they won't even go to. They call it the Fairy Lights, and they they just stay out of that area. It, 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 you know, it's too freaky. Um, I've gone up there and I've hung out, and and it is freaky. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on there. But uh, if you stay in your heart, you know, and just really light your energy up and just do clearings, you know, it's it's fine. You can go just about anywhere. But uh, the we just flew around the mountain recently, and I'm pretty sure it's on the website, but uh, I show it in my class in the talks that I do as well, but uh, we flew around the mountain when the snow was totally melted off, and there is uh, a cave, a double cave system there, and right at the base of the cave looks like this massive Buddha that's carved out of lava, and uh, and that's one of the areas we see all the time that lights up and things come in and out of it, but it's almost like a sheer cliff where this cave is. It, I don't even know how you'd climb up there, uh, you probably have to repel down to get into it, but uh, you know we, we, there's some pretty crazy stuff going on up here. I'm, I'm sure it's all going to just keep unfolding. And it's it's uh, really remarkable that you were guided to go there and, and create this center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was very clear clear guidance, you know, to come here. You know, I was focused mainly on just creating the healing center. I wasn't even looking for UFOs. They they found us as the more we cleared our own energies and the more we did our meditation and our spiritual work, you get to a certain level where you're sending out a frequency and, and they find you. Now, is there any other places um, on Earth, like your place, I mean, that have the sightings that you have and and have the... Um no, we we have the we have the exclusive on UFOs like Billy Meyer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, is there any other uh, spiritual center that's? Oh yeah, definitely. There, you know, there's centers popping up everywhere. I mean, and, close uh, to something like what you have, like with the UFOs. Yeah, and you know, I always tell people be very leery about anybody that says they have the exclusive on, on God or ET or whatever that. Uh, 
because everybody can make contact. I mean, it's in our genes, basically, and and uh, and nobody has an exclusive on God. I mean, that's it's omnipresent. That's beyond ridiculous. But uh, there are people making those claims out there, and I, I would be very wary because it's a big distraction, you know, from people making their own personal connection, spirit, or or even making their own contact with the higher dimensional beings. But uh, uh, in Peru, there's some amazing places. There's a Rama group in Peru that's doing something very similar that we are doing and having some very good results. Um, I know there's some people in Ireland that are having some great uh, experiences, you know, doing the same thing. Um, Australia, there's a guy in Australia that has a retreat center that's having full-blown contact and ships flying around and and there's some people in Mexico too that are are having the same experience. Well, I would, well, I would when I've gone to your website, it's pretty it's pretty awesome uh, to head there. I mean, you have so many wonderful things on there. Um, by the way, it's eceti.org, e-c-e-t-i.org, mm-hmm. and um, it, you have things, for instance, like orbs that. There's one picture there in particular that I I went oh my goodness uh, where an orb a huge orb had had uh, uh, kind of streaked over the vendors within within the building and uh-huh. um, and you know there's just these things that we never think about and even in your um in your uh, 70 acre mountain retreat area you know you have lots of photos where the orbs are surrounding the people and mm-hmm. um you know just people never think about this kind of stuff and <laughs> yeah. um you know they don't they, i mean we go about our business and and try and stay focused throughout the day and things like yeah. that but when a when a photo is taken and this pops up on the photo, you go, wow, what is that, you know? Well, I've had people try to totally debunk orbs, and they said that's just dust, and you're taking pictures of dust, you know, uh, or they come up with a, that's just particulate matter, you know, in the air. and They always have these ways of debunking it, but what we did is we took uh, third-generation night vision goggles, and then we took an infrared spotlight, which lights up the infrared spectrum, and you can see these orbs in real time flying around, interacting with people, uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Which, and I always say, you know, East Seti is where the debunkers come to die because, <laughs> you know, if you come here for a little while, uh, you're going to see things and experience things that you just cannot wrap your head around and you cannot explain other than the obvious. You know that, you know, the UFOs are here. They're unidentified. They're flying. They're powering up. They're interacting with people. The orbs are here. Uh, beings are appearing here. They're just out of the visible light spectrum, and and uh, and we're we're crowded. kind of blending. <laughs> yeah, we're blending science and and spirituality here, so you can actually document this. Yeah, you might not be able to feel it, but you can absolutely see <laughs> see the results in a photo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you feel. I had this Greek guy here. It was hilarious. This guy's very kind of you know emotional. He's out in the field, and this uh, this big orb comes down and hits him right in the chest, you know, right in the heart. And you see his hands fly up in the air, and he goes, oh, my God, you know, and he's, like, laughing. And, and uh, you can see the total interaction. He, see, he goes, God, I just got this huge bliss hit, you know, out of nowhere. And uh, and that's the thing is, if you are sensitive, you know, they'll play with you, and, and uh, you know, they'll even heal you. You'll get all kinds of things coming from these higher dimensional beings. Now I wonder sometimes when when you're just doing certain things and you kind of feel this chill um, come over you, going whoa, you know, um, and like you say, it's just kind of you feel as though you've been interacted with something. I wonder if that's an orb uh, in your surrounding or something. It could be. It could be an orb. It could be uh, anything because the Pleiadians can do that. The you know Mary and some of the other masters and and good old Yeshua and those guys are. are still around they're just on the next dimension they can you know zap you uh it could nature be just spirit. about anything do, do, have you ever um dealt with the nature spirits up there oh yeah we have like uh uh jana who is our resident elf here uh she gets amazing photographs of fairies and little gnomes and all kinds of, of crazy stuff and you know these little That's beans fun. have wings and we had a psychologist here it was really funny sitting with a guy 
and a fairy flew right up in her face and sat there and hovered and then took off. And she just came unglued, and she goes, I medicate people for these things. And I, I said, well, it's time to start thinking a little differently and maybe maybe get off the meds and kind of support people in their awakening process. Yeah, can you imagine you're awakening and, and seeing all this, and then you go to a psychologist who just gives you the yeah. yeah, Yeah, you've been counseling people all your life that this isn't real, it's your imagination and, and prescribing meds, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, your next session will be different with the next person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe can, you want to go imagine? back home and have play with this. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine, like, like going to a counselor and go, you know, I'm, I'm really having problems. I'm, I'm seeing masters and, and uh, fairies and gnomes and, and, and also some really dark spirits, you know. And, and your counselor going, you know what? You're really okay. You just need to learn how to heal negative influences and talk to the good ones, you know. And and if people would do that, you wouldn't have all these psych wards full up, you know, and, and all these other problems going on. Well, I see that your center is like a beam of light that attracts all these different uh, beautiful uh, spiritual gnomes. And, um, I mean, you're just like a porch light, and everything's attracted to you. And I think building an energy is very important because oh, yeah. I've seen that done just um, in an environment where people do meditation and uh, that type of thing. The energy builds, and then it attracts all these good things. Oh, it does. You can definitely build your own vortex in your living room. There's Tibetan techniques to do that, and that's what we teach. You know, We teach people how to you know, spin the energy and move up and down. And, and actually what's happening in our classes, in the self-mastery classes, we're actually having people vanish. <laughs> <laughs> and move out of frequency into the next level and back again. And and the Yigong masters and, and one of the guys named Khan does it on a regular basis. He's been bilocating and doing all kinds of things. Well, all these things are coming to light, and uh, so many non-believers are going to start to believe. believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's I kind of see... It's really interesting. I don't know how this is all going to unfold. They've been talking about this bifurcation process where one group will go one way and another group will go another way. And I think there's a lot of people that aren't going to be paying attention at all to the changes that might be caught off guard. Um, There's so many different ways, and some people are going to just shift, you know, into a whole new world, you know, be moving into a whole new frequency. So I, I think there's so many different things going on here. It's when people ask you what's going to happen in 2012, I think it's up to the individual, and and if you're paying attention or not is what's going to happen. Well, there were whole cultures uh, that disappeared. That's probably what happened to them. They just went to a higher frequency. Yeah, and and it's not that hard to do that. Believe it or not, you'd be surprised. Uh, there are a lot of young folks here now that are incarnating that are doing this, you know, at at will and. And, uh, you know, it's very easy for them. It's it's not so hard. Well, isn't it magical to be able to live in your kind of world that everybody can live in if they, you know... Yeah. Well, we, you know, we're not without our challenges because holding that frequency here, there are people that would love to, to shut that down. So, so uh, I always tell people, you know, the closer you get to nirvana, the more the demons rear their ugly heads. That's an old yogic expression. So uh, even though you may be focused on love and joy and bliss and peace and everything else, it doesn't mean you're not going to have your challenges. You get bumped a couple of times, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to be tested. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, it, we have about, you know, a minute or so left. James, is there something you want to be able to um, give out to our listeners um, that you want them to know about, and we'll go from there? You know, I think the main thing right now is to realize there is help out there on a grand scale, but it needs to be initiated. And so no matter what faith you are, if you want to, you know, pray to Buddha or Jesus or, or whoever, Quan uh, Yin, you know, and, and put it out there and just say, can can you help? And, and also, 
who are helping us on a, on a monumental scale we don't even know about are these ultra-dimensional beings. You know, some of the Pleiadians, there's an Orion Council of Light and the Andromedans and Arcturians, all these other beings are coming in right now to assist us, but a lot of them are waiting. They're waiting for us as a collective and individually to initiate that contact and, and really put it out there uh, to to ask for help that we need you know as much help as we can get in this process to get through this 2012 and and we can get some just major divine intervention so uh i think at night people need to do their prayers you know their meditations and really ask seriously for help in their own awakening healing process and the planetary awakening healing as well thank you for bringing so much joy to so many people we really we really appreciate who you are james and thank you for well, thank being you. with us just a mirror. And play with the, uh, have fun playing yeah. with your Well, thank snow. you so much so for the work for you're it. doing. <laughs> you know, the work you're doing is just awesome. So keep up that work and keep keep spreading the uh, the wisdom and the joy. And, and uh, you know, uh, I you know hopefully uh, we can turn this planet around. Yeah. Well, with help from great people like you. Thank you for being with us. <laughs> All right. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 